Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show at Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com, and iHeartRadio. I'm Jason. The man on my left is my best friend, Mike Harmon. We're such good friends. He and I are splitting El Pollo Loco guacamole right now as we have for the last half hour. Kind of a big deal. It's a big bonding moment. Yeah. Several years into the show, but yeah. I believe this is the first. The first the time I bought guacamole for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've eaten a lot of different food. It's like we're, you know, bizarre foods or man versus food, except this is the first time we've shared guacamole. Yeah, I've trusted that you haven't actually just put your face in the bowl. Now, why would I do that? Double why, dipping the chip. Why would you put that out there? You watched me eat the guacamole. No, I didn't. Really? I was you're watching sitting, the four monitors you're here not in the even Geico a foot from where I am. I don't, what do you watch you eat? <laughs> where the hell do you think I, I am? You just said, oh, I worry about double dipping. Did you watch for it? Nope. No, I don't care. That's like, you're like the cop that says, you know, I worry about people speeding on the freeway. Do you pull anybody over? Nah, I'm not watching. I'm on my phone. I'm not watching you eat. I was I'm on trusting. Facebook. I was trusting that you weren't going to. Why do you have to bring up something that I may be doing bad that I'm not doing? Because I thought America, <laughs> uh, the good people here in Los Angeles, if they're ever out at a restaurant with you, uh, would want to know these things and watch out for your tricks and shenanigans. America. Okay. 
Uh, with Saturday being Mayweather McGregor, we're going to get into that in a big way tonight. Next couple of days are very big for it already. Uh, a couple of million dollar bets went down today yeah, on buddy. Floyd Mayweather in Vegas. But there may be no more action on Saturday than we saw today during the Yankees and Tigers matinee. We had not one, not two, but three bench-clearing incidents, and one starred Miguel Cabrera and Gary Sanchez. Whoa, Miguel and Austin Romine are going at it at home plate. An exchange of words, and then Romine took his mask off. Miguel shoved him, and they're on the ground pummeling each other. Both benches empty, trying to separate those two. Holy smokes, the bullpens are emptying. Out of nowhere, Miguel Cabrera started having oh, words exactly. with Austin Romine. They're still Blows going at it. were exchanged. Romine has been hauled away. Miguel has been hauled to the ground, but now he's over by Romine again. And now they're banging each other. Gary Sanchez was throwing punches, as you've seen on your highlights, as it's being spot-shadowed throughout the night in Major League Baseball. Kind of sounded like Gus Johnson was calling the game for the Tigers radio network. Got escalated quickly. Cabrera, I mean, well, maybe, maybe, just ins- maybe just inspired by the fact that we're talking about <laughs> UFC, we're talking boxing, we're talking about the fight for L.A. There's a lot of fight going on, and then you get it down on the baseball diamond. So what happens? You revved up. Because, right, maybe in your in your pregame, you're not talking about the pitching matchup. I mean, it's like, ah, uh, who cares? Aaron Judge, maybe he'll hit another home run. No. Are you ready for the fight? Where are you watching it? How many runs do you think it's going to go? So you're already into it. You are you got your lather on it. And then all of a sudden, it plays out in front of you on the diamond. That's what I kept looking for. Who's going to be the guy that runs and takes on Aaron Judge? Who's going to be the guy? Come on, Judge. I'm going to kick your ass. I think Bring that's what three, ass three guys <laughs> would look at him and say, let's go. So... Three different incidents where the bench is cleared. Cabrera and Romine were tossed. Separate incidents. Joe Girardi, Tommy Canley also tossed the sixth inning. New York's bench coach, Rob Thompson, who was managing the Yankees after Girardi got ejected, he got thrown out. Dylan Batances got ejected in the seventh when he hit somebody in the head. Brad Osmus, Alex Wilson also thrown out in the eighth inning. Joe Torrey actually finished the game managing for the Yankees. They were out of guys so Came much. Came down from his office? Yes, and he burned out every single relief pitcher the Yankee had. He just kept bringing guys in, bringing guys in. Just say, Where's I'm Rivera? putting on my, he's got a briefcase and he pulls out his old hat. <laughs> Where's Wetland? Where's these guys? Wow. I don't know where Look they at are. That. But many instances of the benches clearing. And the guy who was the most unhappy about all of this was Yankee manager Joe Girardi. Cabrera went after him, and you're going to throw my catcher out for protecting himself? I mean, pay attention. Somebody's got to pay attention to what's going on in this game. And then Brad Ausmus is going to say F you to one of my players? I mean, come on, Brad. I mean, what is that? (laughs) You're going to go out and say blank you to one of my players? Now added to the undercard August 26th at the MGM Grand. It's Brad Osmus. It's Joe Girardi. Let's go. Wildcat Joe, engineering student at Northwestern University, World Series champion, getting it on. Wildcat Joe, what did you know? What did you know with Wildcat Joe? What did you know? I get that Joe Girardi wants to have his players' backs. I I, I understand that because he's the Yankee manager. But that's where he he draws a line at at the other manager saying blank you to that really that was that bad a thing that was the worst thing that happened was and then Brad Austin is going to say blank you to one of my guys and about Brad Austin you know what my response is <laughs> what about Gary Sanchez okay 
This is like third guy in at a hockey fight. Yeah, oh, look. He was that guy that comes, the, he's <laughs> running out of the bar when his buddy's already down on the ground. He got, he got the guy down. He goes, oh, I'm going to hit him now. Uh, look, I, I get that you want to be upset because now it's going to be about suspensions. There are going to be multiple. You had eight people thrown out of this game. There's going to be multiple suspensions. They're going to look at different angles of this and see, and Sanchez was throwing punches. But you know, really, this is fine. This is fine. This is baseball, and this is how things get solved. Girardi's upset. All oh, the umpires didn't really take control of the game. What did you want them to do? They threw everybody out. They threw everybody out. Guys were on the field. They threw guys out just because guys were upset. You know, they they threw they threw Osmus out because they, they complained. They threw Batances out because Osmus complained. They threw everybody out. But this was a case where tempers flared, and there were three different bench clearing situations. And what happened now? It's all set. For everybody who, who who wants to subscribe to the whole, oh, you know, I hate the unwritten rules of baseball and bench clearing brawls. No one's going crazy about this one. But the one earlier this year when Buster Posey didn't run out and defend his teammate was, oh, these unwritten rules are terrible. And, oh, brawling, oh, this will be the game changer. No. You know why? Because people just want to run that and go, oh, here's my hot take theater nonsense on why Buster Posey didn't run out there and you get what you get. You don't have to fight. You don't have to. No one says you got to leave the bench. No one says you have to do this. But for a hundred some odd years, this is how Major League Baseball has worked. They police themselves. By and large, it goes out pretty well. You don't want to stay in a fight. You don't have to fight. You can get out there on the field and you can grab somebody's jersey and go, okay, we're cool, we're cool. You don't have to fight if you don't want to. But this is how you do it. Baseball has always done a great job in policing itself. And suddenly, because something comes up that is a little bit different or one player decides I'm not going to go out and back up my guy when he gets in a brawl, which is a horrible lack of leadership by Buster Posey, then everybody wants to jump up and say, oh, yeah, see, this time has come and gone. It's Neanderthal. You know what? Guys get hurt. Like I said, you don't have to fight. You don't have to fight. But you are always fighting something in Major League Baseball. You're fighting for that couple of inches on the side of the plate. You're fighting to back him off the plate a little bit more because you want the black on the outside. You want that strike three call. You are always fighting. And sometimes it boils over. Sometimes a play in the field boils over. This is how it goes. No one ever says get rid of fighting in hockey because you know why? Fighting in hockey, people get into fights, and most of the time, that's it. We get to a boiling point, a fight happens, and then we get back to playing. This is a chance where three things happen. Guys kept throwing at each other. I don't know how the umpire is going to take it. Well, I mean, you're not going to yell out before the play, but Tances, don't throw it. Don't throw it, but Tances. I, I don't know what Joe Girardi wanted. Everybody got involved in brawls. The umpires threw a lot of people out. This is how it goes. It's all said and done. It's now hours after this is over, and the cooler heads can look at this if you're smart, and you can say, this happened. It's over. There will be suspensions. Because this is baseball. It's always been baseball. Well, it's a flashpoint. You see the fact that this was allowed to escalate, so you're going to have to go back and review the words and actions of the umpires in terms of how they tried to communicate this and diffuse the situation as you do your due diligence. And it'll go under the the office of Joe Torrey, who finished the game, so he had a bird's-eye view <laughs> as the manager. But the the idea being that— I think Joe, just to real side, I think Joe Torrey, whatever he wears, he has his Yankee uniform on under he, it. He's waiting. Just in case. He was undoing his tie going, oh, they might need me. They might need me. Like Kareem in Airplane. When they pull him out, <laughs> he's wearing his Lakers jersey. See, I thought you were going to con- compare him to Spider-Man. 
so <laughs> that he'd be ready to go. But you, you have this escalating, and there, there was nothing done sufficiently to de-escalate it. So we'll, we'll have some discussion that falls out of that. But then it's going to come down to the office deciding exactly how to bring out punishment and who gets what and how much Gary Sanchez and, and the cheap shot that he laid out, how many games does that warrant? You go on down the line, Girardi and Osmus, they'll get called to the office because, you know, them's fighting words along the way. So, but, but this is baseball. You know, we, we see these, these flashpoints, whether it's spikes high at second or a guy sweeping the leg, coming in hard, whatever, whatever the case may be that, Yes, you you may get another dust up. Maybe maybe that lingers, and there there's another opportunity uh, down the line where where these two teams get after it. But you you get Miguel Cabrera involved. That that's what's different mm-hmm. here, right? And a lot of times you don't have... get a big suspension. He's a guy that pushed roll line yeah. and started that fight. The biggest suspension should be Cabrera. But the fact that you have one of your game superstars, one of your elite players, rolled up into this is is also a. a not quite a rarity because we've seen it with Bryce Harper. We've seen we've seen guys get into these kind of occasions, but usually it, it gets pushed away because once the superstar is involved, everybody realizes, hey, hey, that guy's a moneymaker. We're not we're not yeah. we're not going to let it get this crazy. But watch this re- on repeat earlier today, and my daughter, they're, they're still home for, for summer break. School can't come fast enough. But she walks by, go, what are you watching? Like, ah, a bunch of baseball players fighting. <laughs> guys like, what were they really fighting upset. about? Like, well, this guy got hit in the helmet. Yeah. And then this guy got <laughs> And like, why do they keep throwing at each other? It's like, that's the good question. Why didn't the umpires stop it? But what, really, what, Joe Girard, what did you want the umpires to do? The first brawl happens, they throw people out. They said they, they, they look, eight people got yeah, thrown out. It what just did, kept what, going. I don't know what you wanted the umpires to do. I really, I don't know what you wanted them to do at that point. You can say till you blow, oh, the umpires lost control. No, guys are still throwing at everybody. It's still happening. Joe Girardi can't leave the Yankee uh, dugout now, obviously, and not remain control over his team because, you know, Batance is throwing at people. Every, this is just what happens. The, every baseball brawl is not the end of the world. It's not the decline and fall of Western civilization, <laughs> part three, because part two is part the, two heavy, is the metal heavy metal movie. That right. was a good one. Telephone is ringing. And I think actually there was a part three. It was there? I didn't see part three, just part two. Had a pretty good soundtrack to part two. That yeah, was Guns N' Roses good. doing uh, 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 with Alice Cooper, Under My Wheels. Yeah. That I was doing right there. So, But uh, people want to treat baseball brawls. It's the end-all, be-all. And today... Today, you saw the true reaction because what I saw and so from, from many people who are reacting to this, and I don't say many people like I'm going to broad brush. No, many people reacting to the Yankees-Tiger brawl. And you know what? You, one guy who I follow, we follow each other is Jeff Perlman, the okay. writer. Sure. And he wrote on Twitter today, this is the brawl. It's brawls like this that nobody wants to see. And then he puts in parentheses, unofficially, yes. Yes, we do. We really do. This is what it fans... Do we want to see it? Of course they do. Anything else uh, against it is manufactured. But it's not the bloodlust. It's realized people, fans know, this is a part of the game. This is baseball and everything is fine. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've had a dust-up. You go back a month's time, so things festered. And when you meet again, it, it's going to boil over, right? And and you think going forward, this should be it, right? They had their say. They had their their hit batsmen. They, they had their literal fisticuffs that it boiled over, and now you move forward. It's it's something that happens uh, a lot as we get into the dog days of August as well. Guys are a bit irritated. They're crabby. They're tired. 
And, you know, sometimes the, the calmer heads you wish to prevail don't. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Week three of the NFL preseason. Off to a start tonight, and there's many quarterbacks that have found themselves in the headlines after tonight. Number one, Cam Newton. His status for the preseason was up in the air for a long time. He had potentially had a setback in his rehab, but Cam Newton started tonight, played the first drive, two out of two for 21 yards, and a touchdown pass to Kelvin Benjamin. Jalen Ramsey nice and safe all the way on the other side of the field, so Kelvin Benjamin didn't have a really tough time making that catch. Watching Cam Newton today, he still doesn't look right. He doesn't look healthy. He, he Watching him come in, not that he was hesitant, he just didn't move like a guy who's 100% healthy. They ran the ball a lot. Stewart started at running back, and he got a lot of carries early on. He had five carries for 39 yards and a big 31-yarder on the first drive. And he threw a short pass out of the backfield, and then he threw the slant to Kelvin Benjamin for the touchdown. He didn't look like Cam Newton, and I'm wondering if he's still so dinged up, but... They know the game plan. They're better off with him than without him. And the game plan is short passes. We run the football a ton. And Newton is somewhat of a decoy until he really gets healthy. Because they realize, look, Cam Newton doesn't have many years left in the NFL. By the time he hits 30-31, he's going to be finished. He's a bigger quarterback and bigger guys break down. We've already seen the best of Cam Newton. You've seen him. You've seen the best of him now since 2011. Now it's going to be the other side of the peak mountain for Cam Newton. And when it stops for him, it will stop right away because he's going to break down. And because he's so physical, he's going to break down faster. Instead of being done when he's 34, he'll be done when he's 30 or 31. But we're already starting to see it. And I wonder if this is their philosophy, the Panthers. My philosophy would be is to say, you know what? You be functional. You play point guard. We're not going to run. We're not We're not going to run this. It's Cam and everything else offense like we've run for the past five years. It's going to be we still we get back to running the football because we've got a couple of guys we really like and Stewart, and who knows what kind of weapon Christian McCaffrey can be. We throw the ball short out of the backfield to these guys. You can still throw it deep. We get plays from Kelvin Benjamin. We have players who can make plays on the outside now, and that's going to be the offense. And the days of Cam Newton, who carries the offense on his back, are over. Well, that becomes the big question is, have you finally found that number two wide receiver that makes things go, right? Funchess hasn't quite developed. No bunches of Funchess yet, TJ. You bring in Curtis Samuel to work alongside Greg Olson. Greg Olson's the one true thing you have. And you're hopeful that Kelvin Benjamin finds his pre-injury form because he certainly didn't last year. And that was a big part of what went on in the offense, obviously the offensive line. And now you have that that pressure release by bringing in a guy like McCaffrey. Not saying Stewart couldn't catch a ball mm-hmm. now and again or D'Angelo Williams going back to his time there that they couldn't do that. But McCaffrey's a, a, a different guy. I was going to say a different cat. Oh, he did the pass. See, like see you like, like that? that? But the, the idea being And that, I will tell you, sister, Christian's time has come. DJ. Well played. We're motoring. <laughs> motoring. Yeah. Motoring. But as we, TJ, as we sit here in the Geico studios, that's going to be the, the thing, I think, for the per- first part 
of this season as you get Newton more comfortable where his rehab was in terms of the mm-hmm. shoulder surgery. And just for the fact that between the offensive line, design runs, the read option, all these other things, the guy has been obliterated since coming into the league in 2011. The number of hits rivaled only by Andrew Luck based on the number of offensive line combinations he's been saddled with since showing up in the 2012 draft. So <laughs> when you look at, at Cam Newton, I, I think you do go to the ball control, which is the always been the game plan for Ron Rivera anyway. It's just now you try to limit the exposure of Newton. It's going to limit your offense, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to change, sure. Sure. change the effectiveness, but assuming that your defense is at least up to par with what they've been in years past, perhaps a, a diminished, refurbished Cam Newton's enough early in the season, and then you hope his body doesn't get battered uh, as it has so I th- many times. I think it's too. I think the 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 philosophy the Panthers have with him right now is the right one. We can't let him go out there and be the guy that he was for the past six years because we're going to get him killed, and he's we're we're going to lose the last parts of his prime. Especially if now you can, like I said, he still wasn't moving well. He still wasn't moving like Cam Newton. Especially you got to jump on a phone. Oh, oh, too soon for that. Too soon for that. Business decision from Cam Newton. Here, would you, but, can, can I have that club back that you just used? <laughs> Jeez. But that's really where you're at. The, the era of Cam Newton, as we've known him, is over. Because if he's going to be the quarterback for the next four years for the Panthers, this has got to be the guy. He's not going to be as dynamic. He can't run. He can't sit back in the pocket and for seven, eight seconds, you're going to see a lot of quick passes. You're going to see a lot of motion. You're going to see a lot of tricks. And you're going to see a lot of, we finally have some guys around you that can make some plays. With Benjamin, McCaffrey, we can do this now. And Olsen, we have weapons. Get the ball out there to them and let them do their thing. And it's going to be a shift. And you may not see it. You know, unless you're looking clear carefully, but I this is kind of what I saw, at least in that first drive. This is where you're going to get with Cam Newton if you expect to keep him upright. Well, you also recognize that it's already year seven in the league for him. Yeah. Right? That that's the thing mm-hmm. that we we all we age ourselves, but oftentimes we don't quite age players, right? Especially if you're not looking at this huge milestone, right? Everybody talks, ah, Tom Brady turned forty years old. And you go back to the Super Bowl, ah, the first half, age showing, 39-year-old. Yeah. Right, because it becomes 39-year-old Tom Brady yep. in the way he's described. It becomes part of his name. Cam Newton's not quite there, so you forget he has been in the league for quite a while and has taken a beating. So for Ron Rivera and company, it's going to be incumbent upon them, especially with the defenses in that division, getting faster. I'm not saying that New Orleans is, is necessarily any good, but – You've got two other teams that have some speed rushers that can get after it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Where I'm at with Mayweather McGregor now and also a a real big-time effect of what could happen if McGregor wins this fight. But today, a couple of big stories as the fight nears. Number one, some multi-million dollar bets have gone down on Floyd Mayweather in the last few hours, changing the odds of this fight, couple of different casinos taking 1.1 and 1.2 million dollar bets on Mayweather that brings them back about 200,000 in average uh in return. Profit. Meanwhile, Floyd Mayweather today said, "Yeah, this fight is not going the distance." The same way he talking about he's giving it, hopefully he could take it this way. But once again, remember what I said, 100% chance this fight won't go the distance. So, uh, if he gets knocked out, it's going to be, I told you it wasn't going the distance. 
look, here's where I'm at right now with Mayweather McGregor. And this this is the truth. Mayweather McGregor is the biggest advertising coup that I have ever seen in sports. Because there was no market for Mayweather McGregor. Nobody cared about seeing it. Everybody is mad at Floyd Mayweather for taking everybody's money with that ridiculous fight against Manny Pacquiao. And Conor McGregor is an MMA star. How great a fighter is he? Lost to Nate Diaz. In my mind, he lost to Nate Diaz twice. And Nate Diaz is just a guy. He's a jag in MMA. So how big a fighter is he? But yeah, but he's a badass he's a big that personality. doesn't go down. Is, right. is the thing about fun. Diaz, yeah, and that's right? great. Yeah. That's the whole thing, dude. Stockton is a tough place. No man. joke. Hey, hey, that was always in Sons of Anarchy. You're watching it now, right? I got how, it. Yeah, yeah. How tough is Stockton? Anytime something happens in Stockton, that's like, oh, I got to stay away. Well, from he there. fights a little dirty. He wears gotta, a little short shorts. I, but other I than gotta, that, I like it. I got to stay out of Stockton. Stockton's a tough place. But there was no interest. And what happened? Floyd Mayweather knew, because he's a good businessman, that. I can make a market for this. I can convince the American people that they want something that they don't really want, that they don't care for. It's like going in to look at cars, and you want one car, and the salesman comes over and says, you don't want this one, you want this one. Yeah, but it's out of my price range. It's $25,000 more. No, we can set it with some great financing and zero down, and I'll give you some cash back. Let me talk to my boss. And you I'll walk put out you in there, that box of money and you, for 30 seconds. You can grab whatever floats hey, fast. Hey, wait, can I get those Gophers tickets <laughs> Saturday and use them? Yeah. So, And then you walk out with a car. You're like, I didn't want this car, but this is what I'm driving. Right. This is what Mayweather and McGregor have done. They have bludgeoned us. With, we don't care if you're not interested. We're telling you you're interested. And By the way, that last press conference was awful. You had all of this great four days even of they're hype. Tired of, even they're yeah, tired yeah. of it. What do we got left? But, that, but that's what we've Well, gotten. people got mad when we said these other things at each other. This fight has been a creation. Like, people think it matters. It's an exhibition. It's an exhibition in which Conor McGregor has got to fight basically with one hand tied behind his back because he can't uses ground game, he can't grapple, he can't do what makes him successful in mixed martial arts, and that is to use other weapons that he has. Now you're asking him to go up against the best fighter in the world right now and try to win. No one's been interested in this. If this is on the level, it's a blowout, and Conor McGregor gets knocked out inside of 60 seconds, and maybe Floyd dances for a little bit, but if he's doing what he should be doing as a boxer, he knocks him out in 60 seconds. But it doesn't matter because this has now been thrown at us. Here's a four-city press tour and UFC. But they're pouring money into this thinking we're just going to make it back. The pay-per-view is going to make everybody rich. We're going to sell these tickets. But meanwhile, you can tell that this is a forced bit of interest because tickets for this aren't selling. No one is. No one's buying, spending five, seven, ten thousand well, dollars to go see this. Your face value it's, was ludicrous. Well, if it I was mean, interesting, people point, would buy it. If people but, wanted to see it. People would pay that money. But when you're getting twenty five hundred bucks, it uh, people would pay. If people were that interested, they would go see it. But they're not. But they're convincing us that this is what we want. And so now we have Mayweather McGregor and all this buildup, and they have not missed a second of opportunity to promote this fight. Dana White is everywhere. McGregor is everywhere. Mayweather. Four cities, including London, where they fake get mad at each other and all right. these things that happen. And now all they can't go a day without hearing about this. This is the truth. This is not something that interests us. But now we're being told it's interesting. So now people are saying, well, I guess I got to do it because people are sheep, to borrow one of your favorite Thanks, phrases. Buddy. People are sheep. But here's where I am on the Mayweather-McGregor now. If you treat it like it's a 
legitimate sporting event, then you're going to be disappointed because Mayweather should win and it should be easy. You're going to walk away and go, wow, this is what I waited for for that because there's no way Mayweather shouldn't knock him out inside of 60 seconds. But if it's a WWE event and you look at it that way, then suddenly, okay, because it's been entertaining. I've gotten great stuff on the mic from both of these guys. The walk into the ring is going to be phenomenal. The build-up to it that day is going to be fantastic. And if it's, quote, scripted, you're going to see this, exactly this. Mayweather and McGregor will dance for a few rounds, and then Mayweather will knock him out. That's how it's got to go. That's how because McGregor's just going to get too tired after a couple of rounds to even stay in it, and well, so it's going to look awful if Mayweather doesn't knock him out. So they're going to dance for a few rounds. Mayweather's going to knock him out. McGregor won't care because he'll get paid, and he's had a good showing. So it really, if it's a WWE event, I wouldn't be surprised if this is what's going on. Hey, you know what? This is how we think it should go. You dance for a few rounds, you try to fight, and then Floyd, you knock him out. Great. If it's WWE. That's how it's going to go. If it's legitimate, then it's Floyd knocks him out in 60 seconds. Well, that's right. I think as you approach it with your your money, that you know, if you're deciding you're going to plunk down the, the pay-per-view money, obviously when you look at the what it was going to cost you not only for the fight but your hotel and everything in Vegas, started getting pricey because those were sold out a long time ago. But we, we look at it from the – you have to take it as a spectacle just based on matching up UFC – and, and boxing and Mayweather and his his history and look, there's a lot not to like when you look at Conor McGregor. Some of the things he said have gotten people fired up, and so there's just the I think there's an, a certain percentage, and I, I don't know how high it would be of the number of pay per views. Let's just say it's twenty percent that on each side. So forty percent just want to see one guy or the other get bludgeoned because they decided they hated them. Right? There's hate watching involved in this event to an, a supreme level. But it's also the, how does this come off? Right? How clean is it? How, how good is the promotion? How good is the card as it develops? And can you keep the suspense and the excitement rolling along? You've got the, the extra Bieber story, right? Ah, oh, the disrespect of Bieber kind of mixed in. And you go through all, all of this process to where... For the spectacle that it is, going back to Antonio Inoki and Muhammad Ali, low those many years ago, it's something different. So it, it'll play on television. And with, you know, 10 to 15 of your buddies or, you know, just however many show up, if they all kick in 10 bucks, you're certainly not out a ton of money. And you, you have a little bit of fun laughing at it if it goes sideways. Or you get some kind of event that you say, oh, that was pretty cool to see and then it spawns future generations of well how do, how do we do this we do this with superhero movies right oh that worked yeah nobody liked that minor character in general but it got a good reaction from the <laughs> test audience let's give him his own show let's give him his own movie how so, wonder woman got made so now we're yeah. looking at this as we go forward and again floyd by all accounts should wipe the mat with him but if he goes typical floyd you know, because he set it up that way, too. Look, I'm older. I've done this. They did the glove thing, which is all Vegas misdirection, mm-hmm. appropriately enough, that he does go a couple of rounds and then waits for Connor to be tripping over his tongue before he goes in for the kill, much like the situation you described. So potential there. In the Geico studio Sunday morning, I can't wait to break it down because whatever it is, it'll be entertaining. Because if it's catastrophically bad, 
We'll tell you. Well, I'll if tell, it works, I'll tell you we'll what, tell you there, too. You want to talk about catastrophically bad. It's not just about how this event goes. This event is catastrophic for boxing if Mayweather loses. Because if McGregor loses, he's supposed to. Right. But that's why McGregor just has to make a good showing. Does McGregor care if he wins or loses? No, because he's getting paid an obscene amount of money because that's all Conor McGregor is about his money. That's all he talks about is money. Floyd Mayweather, if he loses... This ruins his reputation, and it ruins boxing's reputation. Can he really be the best fighter in the world if a guy can train in boxing for you know five months and then beat him? In no, a ring? no, but I, but it's I think we're full for boxing. But I think this like if he gets beaten on, then yes, right. If this is legitimately uh, Conor lo- McGregor's, this guy's the best roughing him up and taking him down. World, and but, if he loses, but if he can catch him with one punch. Right, and that's just thing. That's the thing is that you don't have a lot of tape of uh, Conor no, McGregor. You should never catch him with one punch. But it, should That's, never happen. But there's always the proverbial puncher's chance. Well, sure, things, and I understand. No, but, but, but that's the point. Even that. But, but it's the point is if, if Conor McGregor takes him to the woodshed and he's got him you know, up against the ropes and, and we're talking about him dominating round after round, then yeah, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that's a, that's a big deal. But if it's just a, hey, he landed one punch because Floyd, for whatever reason, Broke concentration, which we've never seen, but say it happens. There's, a, again, that one in one billionth chance that perhaps you have have that one moment. And then Conor McGregor becomes your pay-per-view champion for the next boxing category instead of going back to the UFC. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Meanwhile, sanity when it comes to Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, who tweeted out his thanks to everybody who rallied for him yesterday in front of NFL headquarters. Uh, the only statement we've gotten from Colin Kaepernick uh, since that event happened a day ago. And this comes on the heels of Bills running back LaShawn McCoy saying that Colin Kaepernick is not a good enough player to be worth the distraction of a team signing him to play. Quote, It's a lot more than just he's not on the team because he doesn't want to stand for the national anthem. That may have something to do with it, but I think also it has a lot to do with his play. I'm sure a lot of teams wouldn't want him as their starting quarterback. That's chaos that comes along with it. It's a lot. There's certain players that can be on the team with big distractions, you know, and there's other players that they're not good enough or it's worth it. I think his situation is not good enough to to, uh, have him on the team with all the the attention that comes along with it. And there's a big fight apparently going on. In, oh, we're not taking, you're taking. Oh, yeah, we'll trade Tyrod Taylor. LaShawn McCoy, finally sanity. I love him because he said what I've been saying from the jump. When it comes to Colin Kaepernick, it's not mutually exclusive. Anybody that says Kaepernick's being blackballed, you lose that argument right away. Because number one, if he was really good, if he was good enough, he'd be in the league regardless of his politics. Regardless of whether he kneels or his girlfriend is tweeting out that Steve Bashotti is like a slave owner. He still has a job in the NFL if he is good. Talent outweighs everything. And the on-the-off-the-field balance is true for everyone. If you are talented enough, you will play no matter what. Okay? Adrian Peterson played in the NFL again. Why? He beat up his kid. But why did he play? because he was coming off a 1,400-yard season. The Vikings thought he's still the best running back in the NFL. We're going to find a way to get you back. Michael Vick waltzed from prison 
back to the NFL. Well, Sean McCoy addressed Michael Vick yeah. in his comments with, without, today. Without any punishment from the NFL, which was the most ridiculous thing that Roger Goodell has ever done. Michael Vick served no suspension from the National Football League. He was arrested, and he went on trial, and you're not playing while that's going on, but he comes out of prison and walks right back into the NFL. Why did he walk right back in? Because he was still talented. He put up a year and a half of phenomenal things for the Philadelphia Eagles. He got back to another $100 million contract. Right, exactly. That was all said and done. Exactly. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. And here's where I prove my point about Kaepernick and and being, if you're good, you're going to play, and it's not about being blackballed. There's the horrible video of Ray Rice hitting hitting his wife, Janae. Eventually, Ray Rice would have been given a second chance. Eventually, he would have been given a second chance. It might not have been that season. It might have been at the end of the year, and a team would have said, we believe in Ray Rice. Ray Rice went out, did a lot of promotion, worked with battered women, worked with a couple of charities, wanted to remake his image, and he did that to try to get back in the league. But nobody let him back in. You know why? Because Ray Rice was coming off a very bad season. Ray Rice had over 300 touches every year at Rutgers. Same thing was going on with him in the NFL. If he is coming off a 1,400-yard season, then eventually someone's going to say, that's a 1,400-yard running back. Let's go get him and we'll figure the rest of it out. But he was coming off a season where he ran for 600 yards and he was injured. So when that happens, a team says, is what Ray Rice brings to the team worth what we would have to deal with off the field. And you're in a position that's already devalued. Right. And the answer is So there's not a, hey, he can bounce back. It's still, well, we can sign another guy. We'll have the same questions about durability, health, and his ability to bounce back. And we're going to get him a lot cheaper because we're going to draft him in the sixth round. Yeah. It would have been if he was coming off a big season, 1,400 yards, 15 touchdowns, Somebody After a while, somebody would have said, okay, he's not nuclear anymore. We'll sign him. Because as we've seen, if you are good, it doesn't matter what you do. The NFL will find a place for you. Well, and I think with Ray Rice, the, the other thing that really did not help in any way, shape, or form is how the NFL had botched things. Right. right. If it had gone down and with the policies that have now been put in place, while they still have their problems and – and yes, it seems like they're making it up as they go along. You know why? Because each one of these cases mm-hmm. is different and has different facts. And investigators can do so much. And the local police are only so forthwith in terms of what they're forthcoming. You in, said in, forthwith. I did. That's a in very big word. In terms of what they're they're coming to the table with and offering in terms of assistance uh, as you go through the process. That you know Ray Rice had it been handled, perhaps how these situations are now. And Ezekiel Elliott. Being an example of, all right, it's six games, and there's still questions about whether the appeal works or not. But if it's handled like it is now, people are going to be upset. But Ray Rice might have had a better shot mm-hmm. of getting back in, even yeah. even with diminished returns. Sure. Because you can no, look no, at the and, offensive and I, line, yeah. et cetera. I but, agree with that part but, of it. But LaShawn McCoy, in finishing what he also had to say, is you know dealing with him on the team you're trying to build together, there's so many outsiders that can mess up a team. In other words, it's not just him. And that's the thing I think that's also forgotten in this process. It's, that it's, it's not just Colin him. Kaepernick. Look, it's his girlfriend tweeting out, hey, Steve Bashotti is like a slave owner. Whoa, wait a minute. Really? That's We want to bring that in? That's not kneeling for the national anthem and showing, I want to make sure that, that people who are not being justly treated are treated more justly. This is, whoa, is now this going to be a big attack on the NFL and the NFL is a, is a bunch of slave owners? I mean, no one wants that. 
Nobody there. You you can go to any team and say, "Hey, is it okay if I bring that in the locker room?" Everybody would say, "No, get out of here," because that's that's not fostering change. That's not a positive message. That's just now we're mad at the NFL, and and now we're going to say this. Nobody wants. I can't blame people for not wanting that. I can't blame anybody for not wanting to bring that in. You know, if it was just kneeling, if it was kneeling for the anthem and a positive message, he'd still have a job. But nobody thinks that's what it is. So many teams, he's a wild card. You don't know. Are you bringing in a guy? You don't know what you're going to get when you bring him in. This is why. This is where it's at and why Kaepernick doesn't have a job. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.